0: A landmark emissions agreement in New South Wales, the most ambitious in the country, is putting pressure on the federal government to follow suit. And it's also raised further questions about whether the Prime Minister will travel to the Glasgow Climate Summit in November. From Canberra, Amanda Copp reports. New South Wales says it will cut its emissions in half by 2030, putting pressure on Scott Morrison to officially commit to net zero emissions by 2050. The New South Wales commitment comes with support from state nationals leader John Barilaro, who says regional communities could benefit from the creation of new clean industries. It raises questions for the federal nationals, who have been causing a massive headache for the Morrison government's climate ambitions. On the other hand, inner-city liberals are agitating for more climate action as their seats come under threat from a wave of pro-climate independence. Amanda Kopp, National Radio News, Canberra. And the leader of the Nationals in the Senate, Bridget McKenzie, has welcomed the New South Wales plan. Senator Mackenzie earlier this week voiced fierce criticism of her Liberal colleagues in inner-city seats who were pushing for a commitment to net zero. What the New South Wales government has found is without mandating, without actually having economy-wide taxes to reduce emissions, their industries have gotten on with reducing emissions. And what today is, is an update. People are getting on with it, lowering emissions without actually taxing the economy. Uh, That's a good news story. No evidence of criminal conduct has been identified in the federal government's purchase of land near Western Sydney Airport at 10 times the market value. Erin Archer reports. Australian Federal Police
1: has concluded its investigation in the $30 million purchase of the 12-hectare plot worth $3 million in 2018. The National Audit Office examined the Leppington Triangle land sale and last year requested the AFP look into possible fraud involved in the acquisition. AFP investigators undertook a detailed analysis of documents, payments and conducted numerous interviews of staff involved in the purchase. They looked at whether there was enough evidence to support offences of bribery, conspiracy to defraud or abuse of public office. Today, the AFP released a statement saying the investigation did not identify any evidence of criminal offending by Commonwealth officials or others involved in the purchase.
0: The Queensland Government and traditional owners of Far North Queensland have signed a historic agreement. As Liam O'Connell reports, four national parks will be handed back to the eastern Yalanji people.
2: The Daintree, Nawababulaw, Black Mountain and Hope Island National Parks, more than 160,000 hectares stretching from the north of Port Douglas to the south of Cooktown, will be returned to traditional owners. The areas will be jointly managed by the Eastern Kuku Yalanji people and the Queensland Government. The agreement was signed by the State Environment and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Partnerships Minister and First Nations representatives. A new nature refuge will also be established under the agreement.
0: The Victorian Workplace Watchdog has fined the state's health department with breaching occupational health and safety laws in their setup of the hotel quarantine system. WorkSafe's alleged breaches include failing to appoint people with infection expertise to be stationed at the hotels and failing to provide sufficient training to security guards. It comes as Victoria records its highest daily tally of infections with 950 cases and seven deaths.
3: National Radio News, produced by Charles Sturt University, the Community Radio Network, and supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation.
2: So. Unfortunately, we're having some technical difficulties. And so currently, it's a rainy Wednesday afternoon out there. We're currently sitting at 18.5 degrees, slightly rainy outside, heavily cloudy, and tops of 21 degrees today because rain is developing. Tomorrow, Thursday, tops of 25, slightly warmer, though we're going to have possible thunderstorms. And same thing on Friday, it's going to be a top of 26 degrees and possible thunderstorms there as well.
4: And now, on Alive 19.5, here's the latest traffic information.
2: In Camp C, Canterbury Road at Duke Street, there's been a truck breakdown. One of two westbound lanes are closed. And in West Pimble at Ride Road at Riverside Drive, it has been a car breakdown. One of three southbound lanes are closed. It is Business Insights with Mario and Matt here on Alive 90.5. Your sound, your community, and it's currently five minutes past two. Mario, I'm really excited for today. We've got three really cool guests waiting for us. Louis, yeah, as Terry usually, and Monica.
5: That's correct. And uh, Louis. 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 Uh, Terry. Louis and Monica. Right. Monica. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as we all listeners know, uh, aim of our, uh, talk show, radio talk show, business insights with Mario and Matt, it is to empower you, to motivate you, inspire you, and. How better to do this when that with the true unsung business heroes as our guest every 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 Wednesday? So let's go take a short break. We put our first guest online, Terry, who is alive from USA.
2: I'm looking forward to it. Stick around, guys. Alive
1: 90.5. We all know that paying for a funeral can be a financial burden. However, have you ever thought of paying off a prepaid funeral? With none of the ongoing premiums that is associated with funeral insurance, $1,000 can get you started. Hills Family Funerals, a family-owned and operated business of 35 years, can make it easier for you. Call 02 zero ask for Richard Spiteri, or speak to one of the friendly staff members to learn how. Get assistance today. Call Hills Family Funerals funerals, station sponsor. Term 3 courses are open for enrolments at the Parramatta College and you have the option to learn either face-to-face in the classroom or online via Zoom. Courses include leisure and lifestyle, languages, computer skills, business and work skills. Fee-free training is also available. This training is subsidised by the New South Wales Government and eligibility criteria applies. Improve your personal and professional development with the Parramatta College. Enrol today. Call 9687 2072 or visit paramattacollege.edu.au The C word,
0: cancer. It's different in a young person's world. Luckily, Canteen is here to fill the lives of those aged 12 to 25 with better C words like connection, compassion, communication and counselling. Canteen gives young people the skills and support to face cancer, whether it's their own or a loved one's. Please visit canteen.org.au to donate and let young people know when cancer comes crashing in, Canteen can help pick up the pieces.
4: All today's hits and yesterday's favourites.
1: Alive 90.5.
0: Right,
1: Smooth like
3: butter, like a criminal undercover. do pop like trouble breaking into your heart like that. Yeah, I am it
2: So it's ten minutes past two here on Alive ninety point five. This is Business Insights with Mario and Matt, and so our first guest is now lined up and ready to go.
5: Yeah, because our first guest uh, Terry Taka, I think we, are, I'm pretty sure I somehow made a mistake on <laughs> schedule. Maybe maybe misunderstood the time. That in uh, two p.m. our time, it's actually <laughs> his time, and maybe gentleman is sleeping. Yeah. However, we're gonna interview Terry uh, shortly. You know maybe not today maybe other day however our first guest um his louis. name is louis louis Estefan. so louis welcome to the studio
6: thank you guys for having
5: me hey, louis, you know it's, it's a true pleasure and true honor louis you know you sh- you, are, you are scheduled for 3 p.m so again i'll take the blame for everything and thank you for <laughs> for <laughs> accepting me <laughs> to be with us in studio so thank louis you, you know pleasure. look it's you had a very unusual uh life story and mm. um Matt and I, um, you know, well, first of all, I'd like to you, you, you connect with them, Matt Caruana, my partner in crime studio. But Louis, for the all listeners, who is the Louis? Uh, um mate.
6: Louis has.
5: Um, well, that was that has, was that, that was enough for you. So we take a short break <laughs> for Louis. That's it. Yes. <laughs> 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 but, yes. Louis um, please share with us Mate. Louis is
6: uh, filled with. Uh, a lot of stories to tell, um, especially about um, growing up. Um, where my life has ended right now, I would not have, um, you know, wouldn't even think or, or guess it was going to end up where I am. Um, mm. Mate, mm. the reason why I'm here is because, mate, I'm a big faith. I have I'm a big believer in faith and God. And,
0: and okay. you know, when you
6: rely on, when you're relying on specific things in life, then, you know, you leave your life open to. You know, to someone who you pray and you believe in, he's the one that's going to guide us, and I'm a big believer in that. Um,
3: mm. So,
6: when it comes down to uh, how my life has unravelled, I, um, I was 12 years of age at the time when I had a little incident, and um, basically, little incident that changed my whole life, and uh, I ended up being from going from you know a student to. Graduating from school, my high school, and then going through TAFE and becoming a, you know, uh, mechanic, and um, in light vehicle and heavy vehicle, and then a lot of the problems started to occur at that time, during the peak of my life. Mm-hmm. Now, at that time, basically, what happened starting from the uh, front? I was 12 years of age when I fell down the stairs. Um, I was at school, and it mm-hmm. was a fracture which obviously changed my life. Now, moving from at the age of 12 years old in 2002 to about 2010, a lot of my life started to change at that time, and it was due to my recovery. So, you know, being 12 years of age, fractured just, you know, your bone or something, part of your body, you start to grow up with arthritis, and, you know, you start to experience a lot of things that basically, you know, is not normal. And to me, that was where it all started to change. now,
5: yes, please share with mm, us, yes
6: from two thousand and ten um, that was my peak. I was a mechanic, and um obviously my injuries were still there um, It started getting worse and worse because of the arthritis and i didn't think much of it, you know it's a little fracture didn't think it was going to you know lead to where it where it's led me and um as I uh continue growing, um, I started having surgeries um, and uh, they wanted me to to continue with my life and as a mechanic and they said that it wasn 't going to be much of an issue and obviously, I believed that being that you know young you're energetic you 're full of life, and didn 't think that my life was going to be any different to anybody any other teenager, but um, mm. little did I know. <laughs> what was coming towards me was
5: unforgettable did you have that in like people. a soft sub some type of premonitions I'm just curious is this is my, like you know you know when you injure, like your body says something to you you know it's mm. coming something bad coming something terrible right you know like I can relate to something as you know I had a surgery you know six weeks ago uh and I'm dragging this thing for 12 years right literally 12 years you know, I was like, I didn't pay attention, but last couple of months I said to myself, you know, I better go to check up the doctor because it doesn't, mm. that lump doesn't look well, you know what I mean? It's just growing, right. you know what yeah. I mean? Um, so, I had a premonition to go to the doctor. So, so
2: Yeah, like so, so, so something that's something there that's telling you, like, oh, I need to get this checked out. Like that's correct. Yeah, I mean, board. so, yeah, like, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure.
5: Is, uh, Louis, did you have some type of premonition that your body was telling you something's wrong with your, with your body? Well, I yeah, mean, with your uh, health, you know what I mean?
6: I was basically restricted. So, you know, being able to be on my feet as a mechanic all day for eight hours, it um, started to drop down to about three or four where I turned to myself and think oh, I need to take a rest. And at that time, I think I was about uh, 21 to 22 years of age. I was still young. Yeah. And You're being right. able to, you know, not being able to walk or be on my feet or be at work, and I started to think to myself, something's not right here. The pain um, it doesn't, doesn't didn't feel right for me. Um, and I wanted to get get it checked out, and that's when I actually headed back to. I got a referral from my doctor and um, you know my lo- my local GP, and he told me to go see this orthopedist. And um, he he works at the uh, Mater Clinic, the Mater Hospital, and um, he's a name I'd like to mention his name, Dr. Kim Slater.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, he's a fabulous uh, orthopedic uh, orthopedist, and um, basically went in. And he reviewed it and they started seeing arthritis, arthritis and spurs, which was affecting my ability to walk and, and to live my life. And that's when the complications started at that time. So little did I know that once you go in again for a surgery um, and you're still growing at a phase in your life where you're still growing um, bones and, and how the body works is incredible. Um, You know, once you touch it, once you play with it, it's never gonna be the same, you can never recover from it. And that's what happened Mm -hmm. with me. So surgery at that time, um, they cleaned up you know, the ankle and um, they said to me that everything should be fine, um, continue with my life moving forward. And um, kept on moving forward. And then the following year after that, that's when things started getting worse again. And they've realized that my growth, the way my bones are growing um, and the way, you know, my nose systems and everything else in my, uh, in my ankle is growing and how it's all reacting to my mm-hmm. uh, injury. Yes. It wasn't going to work out how they planned it on working out. So they wanted to basically fuse up the ankle. Now, what a fusion is, is when they lock a, a specific part of your body together, they lock it up together.
5: Can you imagine this, Matt? Can you imagine this now? Like, you don't know what's it's happening. Long, Our listeners, yeah. they don't know what's what's coming here. So, <laughs> let's go take a short break. Let's that go sounds, take a short break. Ladies good. and gentlemen, with us in studio, online 90.5 Business Insights with Matt and Mario, Louis, Estefan, live uh, via phone, of course, due to COVID restrictions. And stay tuned. You're going to be very, very much surprised with the continuance of this story. You will be
4: inspired. timbers castle hill are flooring experts not just flooring se timbers supply install and guarantee solid timber engineered laminate and vinyl flooring as well as carpet blinds and shutters an authorized dealer of major brands like Borel, preference and quickstep Call 98946660 or visit setimbers.com.au to arrange a free quote today. Station sponsor, SE Timber Floors and Shutters. Ingrained quality. We are The Insight Intelligence Group, specialising in Australian corporate investigations and information risk management, workplace investigations, competitor analysis, social media intelligence, reputational risk management, internal or external investigations. Professional and proactive Insight Intelligence Group works with you to ensure the success of the investigation. Australia-wide or global, facts, not opinion. 028882 9837. Insightintelligence.com.au Station Sponsor.
5: And that's we're gonna do it you know I me mean, we're gonna conquer the world uh, let's go first hear the story from louis estefan louis yet again thank you very much for being our guest and thank you on a you short notice at 3 p.m you 2 p.m so you had more time to talk to you and actually drain you your your energy <laughs> like,
3: like imagine,
5: imagine yourself you imagine yourself your superman right you know the superman
2: <laughs> yeah, and the matter uh, now we
5: are kryptonite So, <laughs> so you know. full
2: of it, mate. Full of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love
5: it. And listen, so Chevy, does you know what's happened next?
6: Sure. So, um, referring back to 2010, um, well, 2010, 2011. At that time, Miles and Petersons come back to me and he said to me, "Okay, mate. Um, obviously, things can't go back to normal." we need to change a few things up and it needs to be fused. So the fusion, or the fusion basically what that means is obviously locking up a specific bone in your body which would restrict the movement. And the reason why they do that is to reduce other um, infections or, or uh, pain and to move to a next stage where, okay, it's getting a bit complicated, we can't fix it, something's got to be done about it. So that's where I was. Now, at that time, I was told that there's many things in my life that I, I won't be able to participate in. And again, to me, life wouldn't be as normal as a yes. teenager or, yes. or someone who's just, you know, they've had an issue with their, with their body before. Yes. Mm. I, I was very active. Um, had a lot of my friends. We used to go hunting. We used to go, you know, uh, to the beach and, and, and just living my life as a, you know, young, young person wanting mm-hmm. to ex- experience the world and go traveling. And, um, that's when all of that was taken away from me.
5: Now, when what do you mean? Yes. What do you mean? What do I you mean taken in a bad away?
6: way? Yeah. So I would see my friends, they're able to you know, go out and do things that they wanted to do. I couldn't do that. And it's physical, either it's sports or, or physical actions or um, you know, just living their life normally. Even for me, walking down the street, a 100 meter walk was, was an issue for me.
5: Can I, mm-hmm. Louis, I'm mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt you something, mm-hmm. you know, speaking about walking, I I love to bring to attention to everybody from our guests. And let me tell you something, Louis, there is no random events in life, particularly on a business insets with Mario and Matt, I'll tell you why. Because, very simple, I saw many gurus, you know, on a YouTube and speakers and blah, blah, blah. And on this radio, I can use some, some profound wording, right? And uh, But I'll say this. I'm tired of the you know people talking about resilience, strength, and everything else who never experience mm. the things like yourself or Matt Caruana. The reason why I say Matt Caruana, well, I'll try to bring to this one. Matt Caruana, Matt Caruana doesn't walk uh, on his feet because yeah. six years ago, he jumped from 35 meters tall building and uh, tried to commit suicide but survived. Too bad for him, he ended up with, with me for the rest of the life. But, <laughs> but you understand this is the, what I'm saying, you know what I mean? This, this, is, this is the moment mm. of clarity for every our listener or live 90.5 mm. that Matthew Caruana and Mario beckes on this particularly radio show will never bring you. Nobody with a with a shiny Hollywood smile and mm-hmm. red carpet rolling in front of them but a true unsung life and business heroes like yourself, you know what I mean? And then how did you felt, Louis, when you Mm. learned that you can't even walk 100 meters and Um, how old you are?
2: What was going through your mind at the time when you found that out?
6: Mate, a lot of things uh, were going through my mind. Um, You know, obviously I was young. I wanted to start a family, um, start my own business, buy a house, um, even just do the smallest things where I was able to go to the gym or go for a walk, Mm. not not being able to experience pain. what I see where people, you know, have the full ability, capability of going out and and doing these certain things in life without any restrictions, that was taken away from me. And that to me was, okay, I'm either gonna let it break me or it's gonna make me. And I had to come to some sort of a decision in my life at that time to see to turn around and think, I'm not gonna live my life as I'm a disabled person or a restricted person and, there's nothing wrong with with, with you know with a disability haven't it it's just the way you're going to manage that it's the way you're going to yes. see your life and and how you turn that disability to doability. you know that's why that's how i see it
2: i've got a question uh, just on that of, because it is very 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 hard to come to that place the thing is it's so much easier to succumb to circumstances that are given to you what made you or inspired you to say no i can let this make the i can let this make me or break me i can allow this to affect my circumstances or I can inspire change within myself. What allowed that to come about? I'd love to know.
6: Mate, maybe a lot of radio stations will probably censor what I'm saying. Um, maybe they don't like to hear the religious part of things, but mm-hmm. I'm being real and I'm being straight and I'm going to tell you guys what helped me. And it was my belief and my religion. My religion. Mm. Um, leaving everything in God's hands. I'm a big believer. And I said, there's a reason why I'm here, God. And... I'm going to leave my life in your hands and I'm going to live it the way you want me to live it. And if you want me to, if I was to lose a leg, mind you, at that time, I was in 2000 and 2011 at that time, so, you know, we're 10 years apart where I've lost my leg. But at that time, I didn't know this was going to happen. Um, I knew that my career was going to change. I knew that the way I live my life is going to change. And I said, I'm fine with it. Just give me the strength to move forward. I don't want you to take my pain away from me. I want you to teach me how to live with it. And that's where my motivation was built, not because of my, um, you know, um, my, how do I say this to you? Um, I didn't want to just feel restricted. I didn't really care about what people thought about me. I didn't, none of the, not, none of the thoughts of, you know, I want to blend in with a crowd and make people happy. I didn't think of that, you know, or my, my belief was just to make that one person that I believe in happy. And I want him to basically take my life and, and use me how he wants me, to live it and you know if i can help somebody along the way this is what this is how
2: i'm going to do it Mm, and And this
6: is why my attitude changed
2: i just want to say i highly 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 respect you for being so open about that because spirituality and religion and faith is something that we don't talk about enough and i believe personally it's such a very very key part to to our life but why we don't talk about
5: spirituality and the fate why we everybody ignores the fate because mm. you know i tell you something like i um, that's that's reason why i come you know see how excited i become mm. Ooh, son okay <laughs> this is what i said in our show a few minutes earlier why matthew caruana mario beckes brings the people in this studio there's mm. <laughs> now no random it's a mm. chosen people who have the real life experience with suffering, disadvantages, disabilities, and then yet they found the faith, reason, purpose, and key objective to live the life. But majority is at home now sleeping, you know, because it's raining, you know. I mean, it's mm. like, oh, my life is bad, you know. Oh, my mommy bought me the new, new whatever. My, the, my, my Yeah, like, you know, I mean, oh, look mm. at me. I need, to, I need to order some Uber Eats, you know. My belly is empty. But yet people like Matthew Caruana, Louis Estefan with us on radio today, they're sharing. This is uh, this is what I like it about. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the true. How we can talk about resilience? I say, come back to this again. How I can talk about resilience when I never been in wheelchair, right? So how do I know what your life looks like? And mm-hmm. yet, you understand? And of then to inspiring people. And uh, and uh, Louis, he's uh, sorry, Louis, left or right leg?
6: It's your wrong leg.
5: Right leg. You know, he doesn't have right leg. And then yet he's pushing himself. He found the faith. This is what it is, yes, man.
2: He has, yeah, he has every right to talk about resilience. Uh, absolutely, it's. Uh, and you, you asked a question, Mario, though I, I think is really key. Why don't we talk about spirituality and faith? And so, yeah, why, why, why nobody, why and, nobody talks about this? And Louis, I would love your take on this. So, m- m- my belief personally. We live in a 3D universe. Everything we can see, yeah, and that's so a, that's beca- a good one. and so because faith and spirituality is something beyond the physical. It's something it's not something we can see. Yeah, we don't talk about it. We don't address it because it's not quote unquote real. Because it's not in front of us. I can't see God. I can't see the universe and this collective energy people talk about. So why do people talk about it?
5: I heard one quote. It's not mine. If you see it, you believe it, right? And yep. you know, I <laughs> look as I say. My life is a is a walk to the park, comparing to Louis and and, and Matthew, but but Louis, what's happening to your leg? And eventually, what what happened?
6: So at that time, where I've made my decision, I said, whatever's going to happen, I leave it in God's hands, and He's going to He's going to lead me the way. He's going to show me the way, and I'm I'm willing to accept anything that comes my way, that's thrown my way. I will take it, and I will face it with with strength, with faith, and I'm going to give it my best. So during that time when I had my ankle fused um, I you know probably about a year and a half later down the track I um, was still working as a mechanic but obviously it was just very sort of uh, you know a few hours here a few hours there and I was working for myself and my father um, Mm -hmm. my brother also Um, they were all mechanics my father was a mechanic you know back in Lebanon and uh, he Mm. migrated with my mum to Australia and at that time he was good with mechanics so He lived his life as a mechanic and worked and he inspired us to be mechanics good mechanics because we loved the way he taught us and the way he showed us how to fix things that were broken and i guess a lot of times where you know when you see something that doesn't fit there or that's broken sometimes we get a good a a fix out of it knowing that you can fix something that's broken or it can't doesn't really mean it's, it's a physical thing it can be a person as well someone who's who's lost in the world where um they need some sort of guidance and that's where i guess that's where my journey started being a mechanic being able to fix things and uh physically and also mentally and it's just using your mind having a positive attitude now through that time started getting worse you know the fusion the fusion wasn't wasn't correct um started experiencing as i was growing because my bones were growing severe arthritis started to kick in and um went back to see my Peters, and he came back to me and he said to me, okay we've got a problem here, it needs to be refused again, um, we've got the arthritis that needs to be cleaned up and we have some bad news to tell you and I said I'm, I'm ready for it and um, my Peters came back and he said to me you can no longer be a mechanic
5: Sorry, you can't be the login?
6: I can no longer be a mechanic a vehicle mechanic, my trade that I'm so I can no yeah. longer participate in my in that trade. Now, imagine me sitting, or somebody sitting in my position, and you've gone to TAFE uh, for four years, and um, you've also done, you know, many certificates after that to continue with your training and your knowledge. And I had uh, basically my certificate with the RMS at that time for, you know, registration and and, and safety inspection. So I wasn't just a mechanic at that time. I had more certifications, more qualifications that an average mechanic would have. Mm. And mm. the fact that at that time I was also working for a company called Volvo Truck and Bus in Cholera. And um, me, I was growing, I was excelling um, at that company because I ended up leaving my father to experience the real world, how things are happening out there. Yes. Um, I didn't, I had it easy when, you know, me and my brothers, we had it very easy at that time. We used to get up, you know, wake up early in the morning, go to work and and finish whenever we want. And I said, I didn't want that. I wanted to see, as as raw as this might sound, I want to see how dirty this world is. Because I knew that, and when I say dirty, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean as in, we had it all when me and my brother were growing up as a child you know we were blessed to have yes. it, but I wanted to experience how complicated this world is and how hard it is i wanted to see what the average person that works 9 to 5 how they get treated at work come home and if they're frustrated are they going to return back to work i wanted to experience that for myself and working with family was not going to allow me to achieve that so mm. that's where i was also working for that for that big company and now moving back to going back to um more yeah? yes. Yeah top um, peters yeah sorry it, my english oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's okay um yeah so the author peters came back and said mate no more no more mechanics now you've got two options you either find another career or you go back and you study or i can sign you off on your visibility pension and you can earn your 400 450 a week pension for the rest of your life because you qualify for
2: that what's well, going through your minor that's, that's at that, that stage what do what do you hold you are then?
6: I was at that time I was 22 years old uh, yeah 22 years ago imagine this being
2: <laughs> 22 years old
5: and somebody says to you you are in pension eh? what do you mean yes. pension like you know <laughs> like. but I, I bet we you know like we, we don't respect everybody but I truly believe that there are the people who's going to say oh it's okay 450 per week it's okay mm. Shame, man you're going to see a lot of
6: people that would take advantage of that because oh, know, that, that's that's, that's,
5: it, that's it yeah but we're talking about Louis SF and why did you refuse why mm-hmm. did you refuse to take a pension
6: well it was an easy option for me to go ahead and do that. Um, really? So, you know, it was an easy option. It was there. It's like the devil was tempting me to take it, take it, mm-hmm. take it. You know, a little devil with my ear. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm 22 years of age, you know, and I've studied, and I've graduated from TAFE, and I've got all these certifications. I ran, me and my brother ran a, a mechanical workshop.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: And if we weren't successful, I wouldn't be here, you know? And I wanted to see exactly where my life was going to take me keep in mind i failed my hsc i got a mystery mark in my uai
5: don't worry i failed the primary school so don't worry for that one there Sorry, what was that? Sorry, I failed the primary school, so it's okay. It's <laughs> serious.
3: I'm,
5: I'm serious, man. I was lucky my grandfather was a general secret police in, in communist Yugoslavia, so and honestly, he's, he, he put me in military school, I mean. It, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, Louis. sorry, Louis. it's not about me, it's about you.
6: That's okay. No, that's okay. Um, yeah, so... I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do right now? I'm I'm good with my hands. I'm good with fixing things. Uh, I'm not a book person because I didn't do so great in my, in my you know high school and my HSC. And I'm thinking, what university if I wanted to go back and study university? First of all, would I be accepted? Second of all, if I go back to take, what am I going to do? So, both options were still on the table. And I remember driving back home yes. in the city with my mum. And mm-hmm. at that point, I wasn't believing in myself. Like, imagine you're young. You've got your life sort of, you know, your life together with your profession and you're thinking to yourself, that's going to be ta- that's taken away from me now. I can no longer do that. Mm. And my mother looked at me and she said to me, you can do whatever you put your mind into it. And I said, mum, I failed HSC. How do you expect me to put something that I failed in into and make something good out of it? You know, to me, I was a failure. You know, if I couldn't even do mechanics, the job that I love doing, what am I going to do with my life, and how am I going to? I'm at that time thinking you're 22 years of age, you're going to go back and study again, you know, when you've been partying and, and you know, hanging out with your mates, and all your mates have full time jobs. Here I am going back to thinking to myself, I'm old. If I do, you know, somehow getting get back into tape or a uni, am I going to be around 18 year olds? Am I are they going to look, look at me weird and think I'm a different mm. person? And all of that went through my head. Little did I know that I was still young at that time. Looking back now, you know, I'm 33 years of age. And being 22 years to go back and study wasn't a, you know, wasn't a big age difference from someone who was graduating from school and then going into, you know, further studies.
2: Yes. It's so, just it, like, and like, I suppose it's understandable though, because y- when you're growing up, you're around the same people like, all your life. Sort of the, that same cohort you carry through. And now all of a sudden, that that cohort has gone off, and you know they're, they're sort of it feels like they've just like fast tracked it, and you're sort of behind. I I remember when I came back to high school after my injury, it it, it really felt the same. Yep. And it's it, it's it's something that like I, I don't know. i lucky your take on it. It's it's hard to get out of your head but you know you, can,
5: can, you know like if i may please loy you, you allow me um i just want to call myself i'm just pretty first anyway um what has what struck me with the Karana, right it's same with you you both have no issues to say about your misfortune right and you're both being have to say, being robbed of the, some things. However, Matt consciously jumped, but he, you know what he told me in my interview a year ago? Louis. Matt, he told me this. When I wake up in the hospital, uh, six weeks later or?
2: Two weeks later.
5: Sorry, two BG, weeks later. Yeah. Do you know what the Matthew Caruana told me? He right. said, I'm the failure. I can't even kill myself. Jumped for 35 meters tall building wow. and he wakes up, he says, I failed even to kill myself, right? But life has a, uh, different meanings, the faith, the spirituality, you know, believing in God or whatever you want to call this. Matthew Caruana and you are true heroes for me. Like, don't take me wrong, there's a lot of people there, but we don't know the experiences you both experience. You know what I mean? Matthew Caruana tried to commit suicide. He's finished in the wheelchair. He wants to walk. He's on the, that path, and I make the prophecy one day he will going to walk. You lost your right leg, and yet you have no problems to share with the public your failures. You say, Mom, I couldn't finish HSC. Matthew Caruana says, I failed myself to kill her. You know this is admirable because you know when you have all these public speakers you know nice dress and suits and everything else and when they give you a good tip you know you just need to wish man you know what i mean buy my book. ladies and gentlemen <laughs> in line 90.5 business inside suite <laughs> I'm matthew caruana and the Beckers Becker and our guest louis the family take a short break and we'll come back with a more resilience determination
2: stick around
4: Ever have that sinking feeling that you forgot to get the gas bottle filled for the barbecue or outdoor heater? Do you worry about transporting a gas bottle in the boot of your car? Kangaroo Gas has got you covered. Kangaroo Gas will deliver 85 kilogram gas bottles to your home or business. Call 0405 LPG LPG or go to kangaroogas.com.au. That's 0405 LPG LPG. Online at kangaroogas.com.au, or find them on Facebook. Station Sponsor.
3: Hello, I'm Sam Mamone and Director of Cherrybrook Real Estate, the specialist in residential management. Call us on 9980 9860. We pride ourselves on taking the stress out of property management, looking after you and your investment at a competitive rate. If you need property management, call me, Sam Moan from Cherrybrook Real Estate. Double nine eight zero nine eight six zero.
4: Station sponsor. The Hills, Parramatta and Cumberland.
1: Alive ninety point five.
3: Yeah. I don't remember much about last night. Woke up on a couch. Sunrise. Saw the living room through these bloodshot eyes of mine Cold sober you Didn't like that I came home Late 4am but it's a Friday babe and I've Been working hard can't you give me Some space that i shouting out Oh, oh my god. god Oh yeah Oh yeah I go out for some new friends but it just Makes me miss you more More I spent on Pretending is fine
2: It's 13. We're alive. <laughs> awesome.
5: yeah, don't, don't tell nobody. I mean, uh, look Before we continue, um, we have the custom here in the studio uh, asking one question. And sure. so far, responses are 99.9% says no. Maybe you're going to break that record. Uh, what's your pin number for your credit card there? <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh, mate. I've checked you that many times. To be
3: honest.
5: Nothing. Mate, 99.9% <laughs> still stay there. Nobody else does No one <laughs> that question,
2: unfortunately.
5: But I bet Pat Caruana has some more questions for you.
2: <laughs> I bet he does. Yeah, Louis, Louis. And, and like, why, why keep pushing? Because you have every reason, and this is the thing, people that face extreme adversity, if you ask me, they have every reason to sit down, but they have also every reason to not and to take the step towards being resilient and attain their best life. So what's your reason? Because it's easier to, like I said earlier, succumb. So why keep pushing? Mate, it's the same reason why you're pushing. You
6: should have ended your life at that time when you jumped. Mm. And... um, you've come back and obviously you've been given a second chance. And that second chance, you're doing something whether you're reaching out to the people and um, you want to sh- tell your story so you can motivate someone along the way. That why the did situation.
5: you give up and why did you give oh, Sorry, can I step back, you know, with Matt Ask you? So what did happen doctor told you? Uh, orthopedist or how do you say it? O- Orthopedist. Orthopedist, orthopedist, orthopedist. 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 <laughs> orthopedist. So orthopedist told you infusion, you're never going to be a mechanic. And then how did this lead to you losing your leg?
6: Um, So basically at that time, I was constantly um in pain. So I was in a lot of pain. During that time from 2000 and... Uh, 2000 and... Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out. 2011, 2012 at that time, I was on a lot of medication. And the medication that I was taking, um, it was the heavy stuff. Mm. Um, they basically were giving it to the dying cancer patient because that's how bad my ankle and the pain started to get. Now, in and out of hospital during that time, from 2012 all the way up to about um, 2016, I was in and out of hospital. And the problem shifted from my ankle up to my knees. Now, being that I was fighting one problem, I started to have multiple problems with my body because the way I got to know how to walk properly, my ability to be able to walk properly, I lost that. I wasn't able to run. Um, In 2010, when they fused my ankle, I was, na- I was never able to run again. Yeah, wow. Uh, and this was uh, that was one of the most important things I forgot to mention, uh, my ability to run, to jog. Um, even though, let's just say I was walking and something happened and I needed to you know, run away from that situation, I wasn't able to do that. And it was up to me to stand there and fight and protect myself or... I'm gonna injure myself, you know, trying to do it. And and this is where a lot of things in my life started to sort of feel that I'm being restricted. Now, moving forward to the 2011, 12 to 2016, I was in and out of hospital many times. So I would go in for one, one, one surgery and um, they'll try to fix it, come back six months later, end up in hospital again. And it started getting really, really bad. And at that time, I was basically fighting with addiction, an addiction on pain medication. And not because I wanted to take that, not because I was addicted to pain medication, it was because it wasn't a personal choice. I had no, I couldn't run away from it. I couldn't run away from the pain medication because as just about to do my surgery, my pain was that chronic, I needed to control the pain. so. I would take that medication and then I'll go through my surgery. When I would recover, then I would go cold turkey and give up on these medications. Mind you, at that time, I think I was about the age of 25 during that time. And I was on severe medication and it was really, really bad.
5: Cheers,
6: <laughs> Now, battling through this was the biggest thing for me because not only was I battling recovery and surgery and, and knowing that next year I've got a surgery coming up. in six months' time, I've got a surgery coming up. I was also battling the addiction to pain medication where mm. I would my my doctors that I used to go to GP to get a prescription, they used to stop prescribing it to me because they said to me that you were addicted to it. Even though they understood my situation that I had surgery coming up and another surgery and they had a report from Alfred Peters saying that this guy is gonna need more surgery given what he needs, they refused to give me medication.
5: So how many surgeries you did have so far? I mean, how many so, surgeries did you have before data site or? 24 ah, surgeries. 24
2: surgeries? 24
6: surgeries. My 25th surgery was January of this year, where, where I um, made the decision to have my below the knee amputation done and to remove my leg. So that was surgery number 25.
2: How was, um, if you're only asking, how was your I mean, mind I'm just, I'm just, lig- kinda just, just going into that?
6: I was all over the place. Again, I was battling addiction. Now, you're facing when you're waking up in the morning, you take pain medication. um, Your your mood changes. Um, You start Mm. to think different. And and I don't wish that upon my enemies. What I went through, Um, that pain medication basically would get a uh, a special approval from Canberra before they prescribe it to you. And I was a guinea pig, so the doctors would just give me something different to change it up because something wasn't working, or they would have to increase the dosage because of my chronic pain. And they were just throwing things left, right, and centre at me. And I had anxiety attacks. I was getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I was crying. Um, and I don't think my family knows about this because I never really spoke about my problems to my family. But I remember sitting there at that time, we're living at my parents' house, uh, probably about 7, 8 years ago. And I used to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and I used to... I wasn't able to sleep. Um, I used to have nightmares, really, really bad nightmares. Um, and I used to get up and I... Either would be very, very, you know, sweating or, you know, my heart palpitations, and I used to sit down and cry um, on the side of my bed, and I used to pray to God, and I said, God, I'm not able to do this by myself. I need you here to help me. I need you to guide me. So you need to do, you need to do your part. And little did I know at that time, He was doing His part. You know, He was keeping me strong, and He kept, he, he gave me another, you know, another day for me to wake up to. Um, and that's what I believed in that. Anybody can ask for something, but it's up to you to go out there and get it done, and know that, you know, the opportunity is endless. Yes. But imagine that being on heavy medication, pain medication, you've lost your career, um, you've got surgeries coming up, and you've, you've had a, probably at that time probably about seven or eight surgeries. You know, before that, it's been a failure. Um, you have no job, you're not married, you're still living with mum and dad, um, and you think to yourself, "I'm still young, and this is where my life is." Imagine where my life is going to be in 20 years' time. Am I gonna be OD'd in a grave? Or am I gonna be you know, on a disability pension? Am I gonna be sitting in a couch where I'm not gonna be able to do anything? Or am I gonna be something different that isn't part of these things that I just mentioned? So a lot went through my mind at that time. And I, I feel like that was my growing phase at that time. Now during this time, I know I sort of fast-tracked um, a bit from uh, leaving my mechanical um, uh, profession. Now at that time when my orthopedist came back to me and said to me, you either need to do something with your life or disability pension. And when my mother motivated me, she said to me, you're a very smart person and you just need to find it in yourself to actually fight and and do something with your life. You can do it, I believe in you. And those words were enough for me to actually apply or a university uh, through an uh, application University
5: of Western Sydney in Parramatta so the one person never yeah. gave up on you was your mum
2: it's amazing well what up. one person's words can do and how that words, stuck with
5: you words you know that's a belief you know when you, know, when you believe in somebody mm, you know, yeah I, yeah I, yeah he says okay you know like you know you believe in, in me I'm going to have the better English for just, <laughs> just just <figure laughs> speech but that'll well, never going to happen anyways <laughs> and uh, in 25th surgery so you know Twenty-four surges before you have a amputation and yep. then you notice that you're becoming the, the drug addict actually and you know your mood change right. and everything else and you know you have the endless conversations with yourself and the guard and you know you told yourself, You see, this is what I like it, you know. I mean the, the the man he says on radio <laughs> right now I was a failure. I was a drug addict because of the my my my, 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 my medical injury and You know, all these things and I didn't finish school and nothing and I need to do decision what to do. So they understand like Mm -hmm. why nobody should complain about their life life you know what I mean like generally speaking no has, life
2: no one has a reason I mean like like after hearing this like, <laughs> I I have no excuse for but, but this is,
5: but this is for me the hero because you see oh. this is what the, this is the what society actually created which I gonna correct the Mario the King Becker so I gonna change this narrative when it comes to this positive thinking really because mm. you cannot speak about positivity you can't motivate people inspire them if you didn't face such a audacity of the life hitting your face Mm. with a with a with a full force but not that kick kick you and a punch in your face and you fell and you die right right? because of course it's like every day bang 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 like a drums of the congo man you know what i mean you wake up in the morning sorry Mm.
6: i was never getting a break so at that point in time i knew everything that i did that i touched was broken um even my friends when i actually told one of my you know, so-called mates at that time, who was in his, you know, he was probably about like fifteen years older than me. Um, and yeah. I told him that I'm actually thinking of applying for a university. Um, what for a position And then trying to study, he
1: said, "Mate, you're a failure." And wow.
5: these words Well Good luck to him, man. You know, sure, I mean, you yeah, know what? Yeah. You're a freaking superstar, mate. You know why? Because yeah. I told you, it's life so is right. not a random. You meet people to teach you lessons. You meet the people to right. upbring you. I'm telling you from my experience, and I have nothing to compare against you. Uh, sorry, against. To compare with your experience or Matthew Caruana experience. Mm. That being said, it's time to take a short break. I mean Unfor- continue a few minutes after the sure. break.
2: Unfortunately, yeah. It, it's um two minutes to three and we need to wrap up for the hour. Yeah,
5: so what's what's the what's the pin number,
2: Louis? Let's just be listening,
5: line ninety point five business insights with Matthew Caruana, Mario Beck is the king, and we'll take a short break, our guest in studio live from sorry, from uh, what's up here, Louis? From zero. Juro. Juro is the... Juro. Oh, Juro. Oh, you're a local, man. <laughs> you're going to drive to the studio soon, eh? From Juro. And we'll take a short break. News, Matt,
2: yes? Sounds good. Yeah. All right, stick around. You'll be glad you did.
5: Oh, you bet. You're going to be glad.
4: Mmm. <laughs> Penny's Crispy Pork Crackling is slow-cooked for that big crunch and taste. Put some crunch in your munch. As a 100% Australian-owned business, Penny's Crispy Pork Crackling have been supplying deliciously crispy snacks in three crunch-tastic flavours, barbecue, chilli and original to pubs, bottle shops, grocers and butchers in the Hills District. Order some now by visiting our website at pennyscrackling.com.au spelt with a Y or calling 02 8068 9664 station sponsor. Proud sponsors Linden Electric have been best in class since 1977 providing unparalleled electrical expertise in commercial, industrial and laboratory solutions. This dynamic family-run team prides themselves on over 43 years worth of client-focused results based on their core values of quality, safety and integrity. Lyndon Electric, experts in electrical 9890 9663 or email james at lyndon.net.au for a booking. Station sponsor.
1: Viruses like flu and coronavirus spread when tiny droplets from coughs and sneezes land on surfaces that others touch. You can help reduce this risk by coughing or sneezing into your elbow or upper arm. Or use a tissue and put the tissue in the bin straight after. Then wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Together, we can help stop the spread and stay healthy. Visit health.gov.au to learn more. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra to the sound of Alive
4: 90.5. Today's bulletin brought to you by Your Sound, Your Community, Alive
0: 90.5. National Radio News. Good afternoon. I'm Emily Minnie.